gosh guys welcome back to a hot 30 mess and i'm 31 now so we're still calling it a hot 30 mess but welcome back it's your girl angie and i know this has been long awaited but you know i guess this is what this podcast is going to be about is like my journey and what I've been going through and why I've been MIA and why I decided to pick up the mic and do what I love to do, which is entertain people by telling my stories about my fucked up yet interesting life. So I know I kind of like left you guys on a very awkward phase in my life and trust me um I was going through a lot that was just kind of like the cherry on that delicious brownie sundae I don't like brownie sundaes but I'm pretty sure there's a cherry on them nasty ass brownie sundaes but I've yeah So, like, let's get into it, I guess. So, probably, like, around, oh my gosh, it's been a year, you're, oh, because I stopped recording around this time, I think, because quarantine was going on, and I was just having mental breakdowns after mental breakdowns. If you actually look into my, if I let you guys look inside my podcast, I have like a vault of videos that I was considering posting um, during quarantine so like people could understand like the natural effects of quarantine and you know how it affects your mental health and like what people go through and I just felt like after a while I just got tired of exposing myself because I felt like being real, being natural, being me, just being transparent, me doing the podcast was one of the most vulnerable things that I decided to do. And um, I think it backfired on me. Because not only people wanted to know my stories, people took advantage of me. And yes, I have stories to add on, but I just feel like some people don't even need that exposure. And um, now, you know, scrolling back, listening to the podcast, I don't regret talking about the people that I talked about, the stories that... I introduce you guys to and the traumas that come along with it but I just feel like maybe this podcast needs like a fresh approach and trust me I've been wanting to talk to you guys for like a year but I didn't know how to talk to you guys or what to talk to you guys about because the path that I was going on I just I wanted to give up so I guess (sighs) 
let's just talk about quarantine. Now we're getting back into the new normal. So I feel like I left where I started. Um, but just more aware of things. When everything happened a year ago, I didn't think I was going to be here the next month because my mental health took such a negative toll for the worse that I just kind of felt like spineless. You know, I just felt like I deserve not to walk on this earth anymore and I know that I you know joke around and talk about like my um sorry this trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning I've talked about you know my thoughts and how they can become suicidal and like um how I just kind of like go into a rabbit hole my thing was I just I am such a giver. Um, I I just didn't want people to see that I was hurting, but I didn't know how to stop. Um, what I have learned over the year is I have a very codependent and um very um enabling personality, so. And I think it all stems from watching Yes Man because I felt like I was such a pessimistic person. Um, I just kind of took that idea of that movie and just kind of made it like a thing in my life. Not really understanding the concept of the movie, but just watching it and being like, oh yeah, I can, um, you know, change my life by saying yes. And doing things I don't, you know, because doing things I don't want to do. Because it's just easier that way, you know? It'll make everyone's lives easy and um, it'll help me change how I see things by giving new opportunities a chance. What I didn't collect from the movie is it's... um. Not everyone and everything deserves a yes response. And I've learned that I neglected myself for like a long time by just catering to others, being there for others, and being hurt when it wasn't reciprocated towards me. And then people are like, why do you do these things? Do you do them because you genuinely want to? Are you expecting someone to do it for you someday? And I, you know... I will always get offended by that question because it's all like, I just do what I do. You know, I, I'm the type of person you can call me at two in the morning more than likely. I will wake up because my anxiety won't let me turn off my phone (laughs) and I'm always going to think something's wrong with my babies. So I'm always the first person to pick up and I will, it's kind of like, I'm like a mom in a sense. I'm like, meet me, call me, I will be right there for you. 
And I think I was just confusing my role as a friend. And then just trying to be like a healer of all sorts. Like I was like trying to find any and everything like to find the nirvana in my life. Like I I just, you know, getting into crystals, doing chants, just any and everything to get my mind off of hating myself. But then I started to realize you already kind of hate yourself, but now you're beginning to like hate others. And it's because you haven't loved, and it's not their fault, but you haven't loved yourself in a long time. You haven't taken time for yourself to actually sit down and figure out what is the next step to take. So... After maybe like two months of sitting in the dark, not caring about life. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people didn't know I was sitting in the dark and having these intrusive thoughts and like just wondering like when is going to be the day that I just give up. Um... And sadly, the only reason why I really haven't is because I just felt like no one would really care because I had an ex-boyfriend at the time who told me like, hey, if you would do that, we're all just going to move on with our lives and we wouldn't, you know, like we really don't care about you. So that kind of always, like, stuck to me. Like, it's really, I don't think people realize how sad I was. I could tell someone, like, yes, I'm diagnosed with depression and anxiety disorders and, you know, And people either just, like, they don't understand the magnitude because a lot of people say that they're depressed when they just really mean, like, I'm not having a good day. And I'm not the first person to, like, um, discredit someone else's mental health. But it was just kind of like, you know, when I would go online and scroll and scroll and scroll... I would just see girls, like, you know, who would just be like, I'm so depressed today because, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I know why they're doing it, you know? And then everyone's like, oh, no, baby, like, don't. And it's just like a whole bunch of fuck boys in her comments like, let me take you out. Like, you don't deserve to be sad, you know? And um, I would just go online and be like, you know what? Like, I need to find a therapist. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Angie, shut the fuck up. Grow up. You're 30. No such thing as depression. So... This is, those are the times where I feel like I'm selfish and I don't understand um, people. 
like in our society like if we do praise you know um not praise praise is praise is more of a positive notation of that but if we tell people and we advocate that we're here for you like you know we put all these banners and stuff about mental health what you say in her comments should be the same thing you're saying in my comments if you want her to stay here and you don't you think she deserves to walk on this earth and be in your life and i'm saying the same thing and you just scroll through mine because we haven't had a history like that in a while or you know like we just work together or something it's just like i i could not understand the hypocrisy of sorry i just totally butchered that word but i couldn't understand how we could like how people online were like hey you know quarantine's getting to all of us you know i'm here for you we're here for you and then they'll see someone that they like and it won't even be a hot girl. Just somebody that they like. Like someone that they're cool with. And be like, hey, like if you need me, I'm here for you. And then I would just be like feeling super vulnerable. And I would like maybe post something, you know, maybe like a sad post on, you know, Instagram or like... um facebook or just any type of social media and people would just scroll or like tell me like to grow up and sadly that's just how it's always been my whole entire life um where i felt like i haven't really had a voice because every time i would speak up for myself i would get bullied and so i kind of always learned how to be quiet so for me to feel so low in the like last year and for me to like try to reach out to social media because I didn't want to be a burden to my closest friends and family members because I know they wouldn't understand but I was just hoping maybe someone that I didn't know could understand and to still be ignored and to see other people you know have sponsorships and mentorships and it didn't feel like it, it was the same magnitude. It, it was just kind of like, maybe people really don't want me to be here. And so the thoughts just kept getting darker and darker and darker. Um, and then I would just tell my friends, like, they would always be like, oh, come on, hang out hang out and I'm like dude like I can't hang out like I'm sad like I don't want to be here this is the situation that I'm in um and with this situation if you listen to my like last podcast um that took like a very huge toll on me and um it really broke me down to a point in my life where I just felt like I couldn't understand why something in this nature would happen and you know maybe like the first week my close friends were empathetic 
But the second and the third, it was just kind of like, hey, Angie, you got to kind of get over this. And I think that kind of like fucked me up, too, because now we're saying, you know, your problem's not really a big deal. And now that I look about it like a year out, people had worse problems. People's family members died of a virus that people are still not taking seriously in our country. Um there's a lot of things that are accounted for that cannot really validate the severity of my issue. But the fact that I still felt a certain way about it should let people know that I do take this seriously. If, if there's anything that I take seriously is this moment right here. Of feeling like nothing. Um, and so I would just hang out with people. Try to forget. But I couldn't forget. Every time I would hang out and try to forget. It would just come back up. Like the word vomit would just come back up. And I would just be like oh well this person. Oh, what that person reminds me, you know, and then, um, I was like, but I can't think like that. I just have to keep moving forward because I just kept remembering in the back of my head. What my ex would say is no one cares about you. So if you do kill yourself, like we're all just going to move on and like, you know, And no, guys, he really meant it that way. It wasn't more like a, you know, people move on after death. It was more like, we don't care if you kill yourself, Angie. You are nothing in this ocean that we call life. And that was supposed to be from somebody that I cared for. And as you, I'm not sure if you haven't noticed, but there is a pattern with the people I date. It's called toxicity. And, um, I am eating pizza, so sorry. Um... I just think I've been accustomed to toxicity and being codependent because there was nothing that made me feel better than to take care of people who needed help. Because there was a time in my life where I needed help and I didn't have anybody. And I was just hoping that these people can change for the better because I did. Without me realizing that I am codependent and that I need to change that about myself before I can help other people. So it's like I had the right idea, but I presented it the wrong way. And then I kind of realized people didn't care where my mental state was at as long as 
I was listening to them. Um, but then I just kept getting put into like other situations that were not in my place. And I just, I'm a natural fixer and I feel like I can fix things. And I just, you know, I'm like the girl, I mean girls who's like, I just thought like we could just like, you know, bake cakes and like. Rainbows and sprinkles and unicorns and it's just kind of like everything kept showing me a pattern and I was already so low in my life and I was all like, well, if you're not going to do what you want to do, then you need to find a way to better yourself. So I literally disconnected. I literally sat down in my thoughts and I was like, how do you want to better yourself, dude? Who knows when this quarantine's going to end. But when it ends, you need to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Because if your friends can't uplift you, if your social media can't motivate you, then you got to do it for yourself because only you can help you. So I started looking into therapy. I started looking into things, you know, that I've been holding off on. Like I had back problems. I had knee problems. I had stomach problems. Just my whole body wasn't myself. So I started taking care of myself. So going to therapy sinking counseling um finding a chiropractor making appointments by myself to the doctor <laughs> um just trying to find the answer to become a better me and i tell you I am working hard every day to become a better version of myself. And even though it's scary, it's very exciting because guess what? Um, During the quarantine, I was just like, maybe I should just go back to school. Yeah. So I wrote um, a... I wrote an essay for a grant to get accepted into a new program at one of our local universities. I got accepted. Um, today's my first um, week in school and it's been really fucking overwhelming. And I already got accepted into the spring fall semester of another school that I applied for so I'm in two colleges double degree um in education and speech pathology so if I could applaud myself for being the baddest bitch like hold on give me a minute I am fucking stoked that I'm doing things that people wish that they can do now. Like, I go like, dude, if you're not happy, fix it. And one of the things that was making me sad is I was not happy 
about where I worked. And I just looking into March and like seeing the clock tick and like wondering when are we going to be let go? Because if I don't, if we don't get let go this week, I'm putting in my resignation because mentally I can't work here anymore. So, you know, they told us that Friday, it was probably like the worst day for all of us because all of the kids were like, I don't know, I think it was a full moon. But me and my coworkers were like, this is horrible. Kids were going into the office, everything. And like, we we're all fighting with each other. It was just kind of like, it was so surreal because none of us said bye to each other. We didn't hug the kids. We didn't tell them to see you next year. We didn't tell our coworkers, like, let's keep in touch. It was just we all left for the day. And then they told us the following week that we weren't coming back until notified. And the whole city shut down. And for the first time in my life, I was actually happy. And I said hey, this world needs to heal. And I'm here to heal with it. Shit, what my friendships and my relationships were already going south. And my job was not helping it at all. And I'm the type of person where I can't take on multiple. I can take things at multiple. But if one thing goes bad, Everything goes bad for me. So if my work, if I, if something happens to me at work, then all areas of my life are going to be affected by it. Like you will feel the wrath of that. And it just bleeds through everything else. And like, if I'm fighting with one of my friends, it will go into my work, it will go into my studies, it will go into my relationships. And um, I was like, I just needed a break from something. So a lot of crazy shit happened in that week. And maybe a couple weeks later. That's when I hit my low. And I was just kind of like done with everybody. Um, and it's so weird because I was listening to my first podcast after, you know, maybe I wanted to check in like a couple of weeks during quarantine. I was literally sobbing the whole podcast. And it was just kind of like now I listen to it. And it's just super, like, eerie how hopeless I sound. And um, it, and the reason why I didn't post it, because I was concerned what others thought about me. When that could actually been my call for help. But now that I look back at it, I'm kind of glad that I just figured out what to do for myself. 
and right now like I'm just kind of like in a good place in my life but it almost feels like a deja vu because now we're a year in I'm doing the same podcast that I was supposed to post today last year the one where I was sobbing and now here I am feeling hopeful for my future this past week has been overwhelming because I've taken um so much more than I can chew but at the same time I am so resilient and I am so strong and I've never really looked at myself that way all the bullshit that I've endured from you know my you know um learning how to grow up early and seeing my mom leave and like getting taken away from me and being in toxic after toxic abusive toxic relationships and like friendships and being taken advantage of and then um just everything under the sun and now here I am a year later able to tell you guys this story and I'm kind of stoked that I never um did anything because I wouldn't have been able to tell you guys my story today and it's just such a humbling feeling and I just want people to know like um I don't mind um talking about these things this is who I am like you know with the the right um communication tools and you know practices and skills like I'm able to become a better version of myself and I've also read like before you become your higher self you have to go through a lot of things to realize that you're ultimately shedding and um becoming a new you I did ask for any beginning. I did ask for better friends. I did ask for meaningful relationships. I did ask um, for a lot of things. But I thought it would come easily. The things I asked for, I had to, they had to be destructive in order for me to realize that if I really want something, I need to let go of things that don't serve me anymore. And growing is pain. And, you know, when they say, oh, you're going through your growing pains, I just was like, okay, whatever. But now, like being 30 and understanding that growing pains are really a thing and that we don't have the same friends that we did a year ago and we don't have the same job that we did a year ago and we don't you know we don't have the same relationships that we were some people found love in quarantine some people 
lost her, the loves of their life in quarantine. Um, some people, you know, found God and some people are kind of lost in their spiritual journey. Like, but only we can, you know, and I am no, um, shape or form to tell you what or what not to do and what I'm telling you might not even work for you but um it's still a learning process for me and I don't know what encouraged me to you know record I think I was just kind of down on myself and um and I gotta remember like even though I'm down on myself this week it was not like how it was a year ago. I think I've matured so much. And I I can acknowledge that the pain that I'm going through right now is only temporary. A year ago, I would have told you my pain is just a part of me. And it's something that I can't erase. I, so many great things have happened in my life, um, this year from, (laughs) I don't know, like just, you know, getting accepted into not one, but two schools, um, you know, working with my cool ass like coworkers, like where it's actually really a sisterhood and um you know just doing the damn thing and you know finally being in a relationship with myself um I've learned to love myself more. There's just things I still do need to work on, like how I talk about myself. But I just feel like that's kind of like the Scorpio humor in me at this point. Like, I'm always going to call myself a badass bitch who loves to eat. Because you know what? I am a badass bitch who loves to eat. Even if I was skinny, I would still be a badass bitch who loves to eat. And so... um. I'm just saying to anybody who's listening to this, like, just be gentle with yourself. Like, your time will come. Um, I know that's so cliche, but the only way that you will grow is um, when you're ready to grow, you know? But it can't just be like spontaneous like I think I was just tired of being tired so that motivated me to become um a better person to myself and then once I became a better person to myself then everything else will fall in line um me not overthinking it not me like 
begging for it, not me like thirsting for it. Like, um, I wasn't, when I got my job, I wasn't like looking for my job and I've been there for five years and I mean, I've been through some ups and downs and there's still some days where I don't even want to be there, but you know, the progress I made with my students tells me that I'm doing something right. You know, even if I don't feel like I'm being appreciated, um, at least I can say that I'm doing something for someone else's future. Um, friends, I really do miss everybody. And I really do wish that I could have done things differently. But at the same time, I also feel like it takes two. And I got to the point in my life where I just got tired of explaining myself and being okay with things that weren't going to help me out. Um, And I've also realized that it doesn't matter like how many people are in your are at your table eating with you as long as everyone can provide something to eat at that table with you um i do consider friendships as relationships and you know some of my best friends are more like family than my real family but when you know, you know. Um, Relationship-wise, like actually dating, I kind of stopped hyper-focusing on dating because I would just be like, why doesn't anybody want me? And I would get dressed up, hella depressed, like go to the bar and like no one would want to talk to me and I don't think it's because they smelled the depression I just think <laughs> I just think I was just really focused in on the wrong things and um suddenly like you know someone came into my life and it's awesome um we'll see how it goes you know like don't take it fast, don't take it slow, but I am, like, realizing a lot of patterns that I have done in previous things, so I think that was kind of, like, another reason why I wanted to do the podcast, I was just, like, I kind of, like, need to get my mind off of things that I'm hyper-focused about, and I know that it'll work out better. I, um, I'm not gonna lie, I still have, like, manic episodes, and I, I still, like, have those times of feeling worthlessness, but I'm saying it's ten times better than what it was last year and the year before, where I just kept feeling like it was just blow after blow after blow and disappointment after disappointment, and the only thing that was saving me was the podcast but a lot of things happened 
within that year where I just kind of gave up on the podcast because like the last time I was very vulnerable and vocal and like saying like, hey, I am hurt by something, you know, no one cared. And they showed how much they didn't care by taking it out on things that, you know, people really worked hard for. And do I wish I can take it back? Like, yes, but no. Because if um, I didn't feel the way I feel, I wouldn't have been able to push myself. And I think I would have been okay with the patterns that I was already accepting. I think... I would have been dealing with the same people in the same situations and how could I want growth for myself if I'm being stubborn to grow? So I feel like, yeah, it's fucked up, but at the same time, it's made me, me, you know, I guess it's my story. And I will always feel some kind of way about it. And I will always want the best for everybody. But then I go like, did they want the best for me? Clearly not. Um, and you know what? Sometimes it's okay not to be okay. Um, I shouldn't let people steer me from, you know getting off the podcast if there was one thing I was proud about was this podcast even with the shit talks and you know the awkward stories and that was me so I think I'm just I want to get passionate again you know I miss the podcast I miss telling stories I miss giving perspective I miss everything about it and I shouldn't let anyone discourage me you know not to do it anymore if you don't like me that's cool if you don't like what I have to say even better but um To be so angry to the point where, not even angry, just inconsiderate of others' feelings and how they need to vent, it's just really disheartening. Like, instead of looking at it as like, you know, someone's doing harm to you, you should look at it as... Maybe this person really needs to talk about what has happened. But in the great words of the person who kind of did this to me, no one owes you anything. Remember, nobody owes you anything. And even though I believe we're all in debt towards each other. You're right. I don't owe 
anybody a goddamn explanation about how I feel. My feelings are validated. And I am comfortable with myself now to know that I'm okay with being alone if necessary. Because I have turned into some fucking badass bitch who's unstoppable. And the only reason why I will allow myself to get myself down at this point is because I know I can do better for myself. I don't need things to hold me down anymore. I don't need people to help build me up. All I'm just saying is for whoever's listening, pick yourself up and I promise you, you will be a different person. When you want better for yourself, pick yourself up and keep walking. Dust the shit off and keep walking. You write your story. Everyone else's they have their little character parts and they have their little chapters. But you're writing it. This is your book. And how I told my significant other, you have your foundation set. You have worked on your foundation since the day you were born. By me coming into your life, I'm not here to destroy your foundation. I can never destroy your foundation. Your foundation is set in stone. But I am here to build you up. So your foundation can be stronger. So it can be more resilient. So it can like last longer. Like let's make that bitch shine. Because I'm not here... To um, I'm not here for a long time. I'm not here for a good time looking abs. Um, I am here to be your reflection. So if you see anything negative on me, that's something that we both need to work on within ourselves and vice versa. But if you see greatness within me, that's because I see greatness within you. Let's build together. Let's create an empire. But just know, when I leave, if I leave, your foundation will always be there. So, on that note, thank you guys for listening to my TED Talk. (laughs) Um, It's been a long time. It's been a great 45 minutes, too. Holy shit. Well, um, I guess it's nice to hear back from me. (laughs) I guess I returned your phone calls after a year. I guess I'm feeling a little quarantine lonely. 
<laughs> so let's get back into the podcast. And I know I said that like last podcast, but then some more fucking bullshit drama happened. I just couldn't. It was just too much on my workload. Um, Let's get back into it. Give me ideas. What do we want to talk about? Do I keep going on talking about the weird sex stories or... Do I talk about, like, current events? Like, do I bring friends on and, like, interview them? Like, do you want it to be self-help? Like, what do we want to do with this podcast? Anyways, just let your girl know. I am signing off, and it's great to talk to you guys again. Um, But until then, have a great night, day wherever you're at and uh love you guys stay strong and wear your fucking mask and i know some of you guys are kind of weird about the vaccine but do your fucking part okay if you don't do your vaccine wear your mask if you don't wear your mask you know whatever you want to do but i want all of us to get back to work I want all of us to become successful. And I'm just tired of seeing people, you know, passing away. Love you guys. Um, Until then, peace out, Girl Scout. I don't know. Did I ever make up a, like, ending tagline? Anyways, bye. Yay!